Big news this week. Joe Biden made the announcement that he is going to force employers to make their employees get the vaccine. I'm actually speechless. Yeah, our patience is wearing thin with Joe Biden. Hello, this is Karen. And this is Kevin. And And this this is is Right From from Us. Yeah, for sure. He actually said that. He he is such an arrogant... He said, said, our patience is wearing thin with the unvaccinated people. I mean, how can you be more divisive? I mean, he was saying the... This is the this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated now. Yeah, and he's I mean he's the one that was touting unity and all that stuff, but he was running for president. Well, you have a strange definition of unity, <clears throat> sir. From now on, Biden in my book, I'm calling him dictator in, ch- in chief. He is no longer the president; he's a yeah. dictator. Yeah, his uh, chief of staff got caught uh, with a, a tweet saying, or a tweet or a memo or something saying that. Um, they, they found a way to work around, a, a workaround. So they're going to use OSHA. Yeah, a workaround to the Constitution, yeah, so by the way. Basically, just they're figuring out whatever they can to, to just work around the Constitution now. So my question is, and we were kind of discussing this before we started filming, is, you know, it's now up to, what, 27 states that are, are saying they're not going to comply? Yeah. Um, which is great, but my question is, what... What kind of legal ground do they have to stand on to fight this? I, I don't know, you know, because they're doing this through the Department of Labor, and there's lots of other Department of Labor regulations that companies have to follow. So I, I'm not sure how they could just not decide not to follow one. I, I'm not sure how that's going to play out. But Well, and then like you said, I mean, the federal government was created from, I mean, by the states. Yeah by the United States of America, and now it's like flip-flopped, and yes, the federal is called tur- the shots. Yeah, it's completely turned on its head now. It's like this, the federal government is in charge, and the states just kind of bend over to, and do whatever the federal government tells them to do. Yeah, so. just... I would be curious, though, because I just I find this kind of stuff fascinating, but I would like to know what the legalities are of this, and like what kind of... Like they, they threatened to sue. Great. On what grounds? I would like to know what the grounds are for that. Cause obviously I have no idea. I'm not a lawyer. So, yeah. But, um, I mean, just, just, I mean, and can they, and then do I mean, they have a chance of winning against I, I this? I don't know. Even, even if they sue though, it's just like, it's just like the election, the election lawsuits. It's, it's kind of up to the courts to even take the cases, you know, hmm. like that. That's one thing that happened with the election lawsuits. The, the evidence was never even heard, contrary to what the news media always tells. Oh, so you're saying, so even if they have legal standing, it's not going to matter if a judge won't hear the case. Yeah, they, the, the judge might just dis- dismiss the case. Okay, so know. that begs another question. So then under what, I mean, how can a judge refuse to listen to a case? What legal ground does he have? I mean, does he have well, like the ultimate mm-hmm. say and power on... on ba- basically on what gets... Even what gets what, heard? What gets heard and what gets through to the courts like the hmm. you know usually what That's the scary. opposing party usually does is file a motion to dismiss and you know the judge might just say might might agree with whatever the party that wants to dismiss says and just dismiss the case you know so that's, that's what happened on a lot, a lot of these election lawsuits so that's why they get so 
worked up when it's time to put a new Supreme Court justice in there because they can ultimately decide what what does and does not Yes, that's what matter, happened. Matter, I on, guess. Well, and that's what happened with this Texas, the Texas abortion thing mm-hmm. that happened this week. The, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court just refused to to hear the case, which allowed the Texas law to stand. Oh, so, they refused to listen to the case. Is that what I, happened? I believe that's what happened. Yes. Hmm. I thought they withheld the lower court's decision. Or I thought they would, you know what I mean? Like they didn't. I don't think so. I think they just refused to hear Hmm, the case. Interesting. I think. So anyway, this thing with Biden, the mandate, he's mandating 100 employers that have 100 employees or more have to test. Basically, it's a testing mandate. Test test for the virus. Right. He said that. And then you can opt out of the testing if you actually have the injection. So it's yeah. really a testing mandate. So you either have and, to get the vaccine or be or subject yourself to weekly testing. Right. And the testing is to be paid for by the employers. Which is so ironic because if you really look at the data, and there's some studies that are very compelling to say that the the reason why we have this Delta variant and this spike is actually because of the vaccinated people. So now you're going to potentially have all these vaccinated it's individuals actually, show up with COVID because they're not being tested for it. It's actually it. backwards. Yeah, it's ex- ex- exactly backwards because <clears throat> right. they're, they're testing all these people that have no symptoms. So they're right. actually testing for asymptomatic people with the virus, whereas the people that have had the vaccine are known to be shedding the virus. So it's it's really backwards to what it needs to be. And also it's going to cause, don't you think it's going to cause unemployment? Because what if you're a company that has 101 employees or just right at 100 employees? Aren't you going to try to reduce your workforce so you can get below the 100 so you, that you don't have to comply well, with this? Oh, of course. And it's not just on that side of the spectrum. On the other side of the spectrum, obviously, you're going to have all these people that quit because they don't want to subject themselves to weekly testing. It's, going to, it's going to be a boon for small, really small employers Probably. because they're – People are going to be seeking them out now to go to work right. for employers that have less than 100 employees, which thing? Yeah. In fact, there was a story about, was it a New York hospital that's having to close their maternity ward for two weeks because they because they, they had some of their maternity nurses walk off? I don't know yes. why they, they thought it was going to only take two weeks to fill those holes, but or maybe bring these people back. I don't Is know. It, I think it's just... It's just it didn't, does it say two weeks? I, I thought it was it two weeks. Indefinitely. Oh, I thought I saw somewhere it said two weeks. I'll have to look at the article. But um, that that's because of their, that hospital's mandate, the vaccination mandate. People are just resigning because they're, they're not going to comply with it. And, you know, they're, they're, don't you think there's going to be a healthcare crisis? Oh, I think there's already a healthcare there, there's crisis. There's already a crisis, but don't don't you think it's, it's just going to make it worse? It's only going to sure. get worse. Oh, absolutely, it will for sure. Um, it just says they're temporarily. This hospital in upstate New York is temporarily stop stopping delivering babies. I could have sworn I, I saw two weeks, but I guess maybe I'm mistaken on that. 
Um, let's see. As many as 100 million people will be affected by the new vaccine mandate, which will also apply to workers at health facilities that receive federal Medicare or Medicaid. Because once again, when you take any kind of money from the government, they pretty much own you and you have to do what they say. In addition, Biden is signing an executive order affecting several million more workers requiring vaccination for employees of the executive branch and contractors who do business with the federal government. The mandate has no option to test out. That's not what Biden said. The mandate for executive branch workers expands previous mandates that are now being implemented by the Defense Department, Department of Veteran Affairs, the Indian Health Service, and National Institutes of Health that together cover about 2.5 million people. At the White House, Biden scolded the unvaccinated. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal, refusal has cost all of us, he said, saying the mandate is not about freedom or personal choice. Yeah, he was... He was like a like a parent scolding a eight year old child. Yeah, he was really obnoxious. And then he he did the whispering thing again. Well, it was very condescending. He did and, the whispering um, thing again. Did you yeah, hear that at I the heard end? That. Yeah, you know, because he's just weird. Yeah, he's, he's just a weird. He's creepy. Dictator. He's pretty creepy. Um. And then where is it say ready to sue? Okay, so reacting to the news, Republican South Dakota Governor Christy Noem said her legal team is standing by to fi- by ready to file a lawsuit the minute Joe Biden files his unconstitutional rule. The gross this gross example of federal intrusion will not stand, she said. Representative Thomas Massey from Kentucky agreed that Biden's mandate for private employers is unconstitutional. The, Fe- the Federal Occupational Safety and Health Administration, known as OSHA, has no more authority to enforce this. There's no statutory authorization than the CDC had to issue the eviction moratorium, he wrote on Twitter. But just to say they both have zero authority to do these things, Congress makes the laws in a constitutional republic. Yeah, but they they have zero authority to do all this stuff that they've done the, over the year and a half but it's just happened anyway so yeah, but I I mean, thought, what, what are we going to do about but it but i thought you brought up a good point is they have zero authority to do this however congress did help build these federal institutions right all these all these bureaucracies and administrations were set up by congress and i guess the idea is that the, then they they could create regulations and it's under the authority of Congress. So I don't know. There's all these other regulations and things that, you know, employers are having to follow of the Department of Labor. So I'm not sure I understand how they're going to avoid this. Well, and it's just another example of how much this man and his administration lies constantly. This administration lies yeah. constantly. Here's yeah. an example. In fact, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said at the July 23rd, just a few months ago, guys, <clears throat> daily briefing that the federal government has no role in vaccine mandates. That's the role that institutions, private sector entities, and others may take. This is what she said. That certainly is appropriate, she said at the time, according to a White House transcript. Also, local communities are going to take steps they need to take in order to protect people in their communities. Biden himself said last December before taking office that he didn't think vaccinations should be mandatory. And this is what he said. I wouldn't demand it be mandatory, just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide, he said. And, and, and on July 30th, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky said that there would be no nationwide vaccine mandate. And look, here we are just so, two months later. So... Less why? than two months. So why, what, why now? What, what's the what's the what, what's the deal with the timing here? Do you think that they're just trying to you know today's nine eleven? 
Do you think that they're actually the 20th anniversary of 9-11? Do you think they're trying to distract from that? Well, I definitely think they're trying to distract, but I don't think it's from 9-11. I think it's from Afghanistan. I think well, that- Well, no. It's, Biden just says Afghanistan. Well, Afghanistan. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> you mean the dictator in chief yeah, likes to say Afghanistan because he's an idiot. <laughs> but anyway, but yes, I think you're right. I think it is a distraction technique that they are using <clears throat> to distract yeah. from the Afghanistan I mean, if you fiasco. Look, whenever something outrageous like this comes up- it's there's usually it's usually some kind of diversion from something else that's happening. Like right. they they don't want any attention to the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. You know, they, they don't want um they, they want to get Afghanistan out of the news. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think there's something more sinister though? Like th- there's information out there that says that people that have had the injection uh are less their their immune system their immune systems are not not as likely to um, fight off viruses and things like that. Well, what was you that know, one Red Cross thing you were telling me about where they were they were trying to you know, that was a um they were they were rejecting antibodies from people that have been vaccinated because they don't have a certain antibody to fight off something. Which, which is actually what was the conspiracy theories, you know, that run rampant from the very get-go, which, by the way, if you're smart, you pay attention to some of these. They're, I'm not saying they're all true, but they're usually some nugget of truth in a conspiracy tr- theory. But there was a conspiracy theory at the very beginning of this debate, this conversation about these jabs, these experimental injectables, um, that, you know, once you get the experimental injectable, it kills off all your good antibodies, and then you're more susceptible to come down with a, a disease and your symptoms will be more severe than someone who has an antibody that can fight it off. Um, which I think is basically what happened with the animal trials too. They found out when they were doing these animal trials that they were, it was killing off the good antibodies and these animals were not yeah. surviving yeah. when introduced to other viruses, yeah. not even necessarily another coronavirus, just viruses in general. Yeah, I'm not finding that story, but it was uh, about the Red Cross, and there's a certain type of uh, plasma donation that they were. It's probably not. They were not accepting from individuals that had had the injection because they no longer had the um, coronavirus antibodies in them. They were only accept them, accepting the donations from unvaccinated people, which. That says a lot. If you think about that, that says a lot. But I wasn't, I wasn't able to uh, confirm that. So I didn't, I didn't put that on my list. I mean, I, I, I saw it on a, a site that I usually trust, but I, it just seemed so outrageous that I wanted to double check it, but I could not confirm it. So I didn't put it on my list. Like when you, if you go to the Red, Red Cross website, it did not say anything about that. Well, and I mean, it might've been there at one point, but now I'm sure they've probably yeah. taken it down. Yeah. Hold on. Here's one. It says citizens. This is from the Citizens Journal. Red Cross issues warning to stop blood plasma donations from vaccinated people. Is that the one that you saw it on Citizens Journal? No. Um. From unvaccinated or vaccinated? Un- from vaccinated people. Hmm. If you took a Wuhan coronavirus COVID nineteen vaccine, the American Red Cross will not accept blood plasma donations from you due to the inherent toxicity issues caused by the injection as it turns out convalescent plasma should only be collected from the unvaccinated who still That's have it. clean blood that has not been contaminated with deadly spike proteins That's and it. other They're chemicals convalescent 
that threatened to kill those who received blood transfusions. Okay, this is an article from citizensjournals.us, and it's called Red Cross Issues Warning to Stop Blood Plasma Donations from Vaccinated People. What's the date of that? This will be um, in our show notes. This is from September 3rd of this year. Can you put that on the list? Yeah, I will do that. So, yeah, think about well, that, that for a minute. I mean, that's the story that I, I saw, but I couldn't really confirm it with the Red Cross, though, so I didn't... Well, I don't think the Red Cross is going to yeah. advertise that necessarily, yeah. but but again, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. It's just out there yeah. for you to read. Yep. Do with it what you will. But I have heard other um, information commenting on the fact that that people that had have had the injection don't have the protection of antibodies anymore well, or I'm, as much. I'm pretty sure that was one of the biggest issues they had when they were trying to trial these on animals. Yeah. And that's why they never had a successful animal trial. Yeah, so I guess my point was, was the, the third reason, you know, the, the the first reason was to distract from 9-11. The second reason was to distract from Afghanistan. And the third reason was to hurry up and get everybody vaccinated because the flu season's coming up and they don't, they don't want to... Which, you know, the jab has absolutely no effect on the flu. So now you have to get a flu vaccination because, well, you know, it's always something. Yeah. And not to mention the boosters are coming because if you don't get a booster, then you're not considered fully vaccinated. That's coming too. Um, see, it just never ends. It's just like a, it's just going down a rabbit hole. It's just it's never ending. Yep. So at some point, just like the whole abortion thing, you got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. But at some point you have to say, OK, enough is enough. Now you're just getting weird. So, yeah, for sure. And uh, speaking of um, therapeutics, alternative therapeutics for COVID-19, you know, there's been this big hoopla thing about ivermectin, which, by the way, guys. um, Oh, we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about that. Our last video was we got a strike, second strike from YouTube. YouTube banned us last Mm -hmm. week. Because we dared to talk about ivermectin. Don't you, well, don't you think it's kind of curious? Because we we have we've been talking about it for the last few weeks, probably for the last. Well, month. it's only because and Joe then, Rogan's been in the news. Is that what it is? That's what it was. And then all of a sudden, we get banned. It's because Joe Rogan, who is a prominent podcaster, conservative podcaster, he's very outspoken. Um, he came down with COVID-19 and of course, Twitter went absolutely nuts, wishing death upon him and all this kind of stuff. Ha ha ha. Look at you. You know, you're an anti-vaxxer. You're a denier. You came down with COVID, you know, karma's, you know, it's all about karma and we hope you die and blah, blah, blah. Taking horse medication. And then four days later, he posts again saying that he took COVID test and he was negative. So he got over his, his bout of COVID, which first of all, to be fair, did he really have COVID to begin with? Yeah. Because the tests are faulty. Let's just yeah. let's just put it out there. And it's been it's been it's on this CDC website that they're recalling these F- these PCR tests at the end of the year. Why they're choosing the end of the year, and not doing it right now? I don't know, but that does that does out that does put it out there that hey, these cases that are out there now are they true cases or is it false positives? Whatever. That's just a big huge question mark. So then four days later, he takes another COVID test. It comes back negative, And he is crediting the fact that he took ivermectin, monoclonal antibodies, um, um, infusion of vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin C, all that kind of stuff. So he's trying to say, hey, guys, look, there are all there are these treatments that are being proven effective. Why is it 
only about the vaccine? Why can we only talk about the vaccine? Why aren't we talking about these other therapeutics that are being very effective and have been effective all this time, but we haven't been able to talk about it? And because he brought so much attention to it, then people were starting to look into it and think, wow, he's right. You know, this, why aren't we talking about this? And now people are asking their doctors about ivermectin and all this. And and then, you know, but the big tech guys, that's taking the focus away from big pharma and all these vaccinations, quote unquote, that are going out there and they're losing money. We can't have that. So we must shut down the conversation. That's why ivermectin was so sensitive. Can you believe we live in a country or a world that information that can save people's lives is blocked it to me it is pure evil it is that is evil that is when it when it is found out and it will come out eventually guys it it will i'm confident that it will at some point it's going to be determined and proven that these alternative medications would have been extremely helpful to thousands of people. So then that begs the question, why weren't we doing that from the very beginning? And if the reason that we weren't, I mean, could, could we have saved all of these people's lives that lost their lives to COVID if we'd well, only stopped being so political yeah. about these alternative medications that Trump spouted? Because it came from Trump, let's be honest. And people were like, well, nope, not going to do that orange man thing. We could have saved thousands of lives, potentially, theoretically. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying this is my observation. Isn't it interesting that the? it seems like the left is always the ones saying that this is being politicized, and they're the ones that are politicizing it. And they're it. always the ones that are doing it. Because bottom line, it's about money and control. The government doesn't give two hoots about you. They don't care if you live or die. They only want to control you and make as much money as they possibly can. So that's what they're doing. So anyway, there was a, the reason I'm bringing this up is Rachel Maddow and Howard, no, was it Howard Stern? Was Rachel Maddow for sure tweeted out, well, he was wishing death upon people that are unvaccinated or in the hospital, which again, that's another kind of evil. Um, But I don't know that he had anything to do with this, but for sure it was Rachel Maddow tweeted out something about how gunshot victims couldn't get any hospital care because the hospitals are so overrun with unvaccinated COVID patients. Well, this thing came out in in, um, Oklahoma, too. Did you see that? This is the one I'm talking about. It's the Oklahoma hospital. He says no ivermectin over. And that's the reason why people were in the hospital, by the way, because because all the publicity about ivermectin. People were overdosing on ivermectin and, and being put in the hospital because of this. That's what they were saying. That's what they were saying, allegedly. But this article from the Daily Wire, and this and Rachel Maddow tweeted this out as fact, which to my knowledge, as of this date, she has not retracted that tweet, even though it's now been proven false. From the Daily Wire, says no ivermectin overdoses didn't overwhelm Oklahoma hospitals and force gunshot victims to wait. Um, the story that was circulating um, on social media on Saturday, thanks to it being picked up by Ro- the Rolling Stone, that's what it was, Rolling Stone yeah. and Rachel Maddow, that's right. claimed that hospitals in Oklahoma have been overwhelmed with people overdosing on horse dewormer, leaving gunshot victims in the lurch. And the reason why they're calling it horse dewormer is because that is one of the uses of ivermectin. Yeah, it was approved for human use by the FDA in 1996. And in fact... People that researched ivermectin, they won a Nobel Prize in 2015 
would they converted it to like human consumption? I like they can did, apply it to human. I think, didn't the medication itself win a Nobel Prize? Perhaps. But something anyway, like the, that, the I'm Oklahoma, pretty sure. The Oklahoma hospital actually came out with a notice. Did you see under number two on the list there? Oh, yeah. That they actually d disputed that. That's right. like, no, that's not what happened. Right. That's not what happened at all. In fact, um, the the doctor that touted this as being fact, um, yes, did, in fact, work at that specific Oklahoma hospital, um, kind of like on call. He was like an ER doctor that they only called in when they were getting overwhelmed or he needed to cover for someone. And he hadn't actually been at this specific hospital for two months. So completely fabricated, um, you know, just wanting to start a narrative so people... We'll stop well, talking well, about these why? therapeutics. Why? Why? Exactly. I mean, he's a doctor, supposedly. And why, why would a doctor do that? That's the big question is why aren't we talking about these therapeutics? Why is the focus solely why? on these yeah, experimental but why this, injectables? Why would this doctor just lie like I, that? I really just, I don't know. That's just crazy. I really don't know. That's evil. It is. It's beyond evil. I mean, you've got a medication that can, that can heal people, mm -hmm. according to some doctors. I mean, a lot of doctors. And then you've got this other doctor that basically has no experience with it, making making up a story. It's just, yeah. That's just, insane. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. It, it really is. It's absolutely insane. Let's see here. Oh, and by the way, um, this mandate that the dictator-in-chief um, declared yesterday that does not apply to members of Congress. It does not apply to illegal aliens. And um, it didn't, it wasn't at first going to apply to the United States Postal Service workers, but I think now that it will. I think really? that's been changed. Really? But the fact that the members of Congress don't have to do this. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, goodness. I don't know. I really don't think this is going to happen. I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, then again. Look at all the other stuff that's happened in the last year and a half that we didn't think would happen. You know, the next thing yeah. that might happen is they'll require Social Security recipients to submit to testing or submit to injections, you know. Yeah, I'm afraid that's coming next, honestly. But back to that, that uh, <clears throat> convalescent plasma. Mm -hmm. Basically, I researched that a little bit this week, and basically what a pla plasma – they plasma the person donates the blood and then they somehow uh, process it to take out Extrapolate. everything except except the just the liquid part of the blood mm -hmm. and that's the plasma mm -hmm. and it's uh they they people that have type a b are, are the ones that they seek for this plasma really yeah and it, it has the antibodies in it that can be used for you know to uh inject in other patients to give them the antibodies that's interesting I, so it's only a b yeah only type a b i wonder why I wonder what I makes that blood because type so i think it's because the, and that's that, pretty rare isn't because, it isn't like a rare so. blood type because that that type of plasma has everything that type a and type b and type o apparently mm. so it's got a mixture of based everything on the limited research i did but it that's made me think you know Whenever I had my accident, I had 10 units of blood. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering if I picked up any antibodies from that. You know what? Okay, that brings up a really interesting point. Um, 
So this whole mandate thing and how this is going to personally affect me since I do work in healthcare as a medical assistant in neurosurgery, for those of you that don't know, my days are severely numbered. Um, and they have mandated it at my hospital and they have encouraged us to try to file either a medical or religious exemption, which we've done a lot of research on this religious exemption. And if you have a sincerely held belief um, against the experimental injectables, then I don't know how they can possibly dispute that, right? You're thinking, okay, well, we'll file that. And and then they're, they're frequently asked questions, went on to say, you know, if your exemption is accepted, then you have to agree to subject yourself to weekly COVID testing. Okay, not exactly thrilled by that option, but I'll cross that bridge when I come to it, right? So I have filed a religious exemption. However, I filed late. Some of my coworkers have already filed it and they, their exemptions have already been denied, which I don't know how they can possibly help me out here. Kev can deny a sincerely held belief against something, some some kind of foreign object that into your body. They can't, they can't do it. There's actually cases out there where um, people were fighting the flu Mm -hmm. shot. Mm hmm. And they filed a religious exemption for that. And there was court cases that were upheld because their their exemption was upheld because it's their sin- sincerely held religious belief. Hmm. And the court held that that's their belief. So you can't, you can't discriminate. So that. that begs the question, do we have a legal case if my exemption comes back as denied, which let's be honest, I'm not holding my breath. I don't think it's going to be approved. However, my thing is, um, even though we may have a legal case, I have zero interest in going down that road because I don't care enough to spend the money and, and go down that legal path. So I doubt that I fight it. However, now that Biden's made this announcement, this dictator in chief has made his announcement, his holy decree. Now I have to wonder, okay, so does this mean the hospital has to give me an option of testing weekly for the jab or for the disease. That, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because that'll be my next question what, on Monday. Apparently that's what the law is going to say. You have employers with over a hundred employees have to test their employees or they have to take the experimental and in, in order for the employee to get out of that, they have to be yeah. the in, yeah. injections. So now if that was not my employer's intention, now I wonder if they have to, given the dictator-in-chief's announcement. And another thing that's going to be interesting about that is you're not going to be considered fully injected unless you've had the booster shot. So now all these people that think they're fully injected are, are, yeah, are considered fully un, vaccinated. uninjected yeah. because they haven't had the booster shots yet. So, yeah. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to go for the booster Man, shots. I hope so. I, I, I really hope I mean, I've so. I've heard a lot of even uh, people that normally would be, you know, go along with the mainstream media left wingers that are saying, I'm not getting a, a booster shot. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I went along with it the, the first time just because I was going along with everybody, right. but I'm not getting a booster shot. See, and I hope that that becomes the line in the sand for a lot of people. I mean, at some point, again, I have to reiterate, there's got to be a stopgap. There's got to be a line in the sand. There's got to be a point where we say enough is enough with this craziness. Cut it out. And the reason I'm bringing that up, too, as far as the religious belief is because Jehovah Witnesses 
I've seen many times will come in and sign a form stating that they do not want blood transfusions. It goes against their you, religious you've said, you've belief. You've seen that in your Oh, absolutely. Thing. Really? With people, for surgical people, that they whenever we sign them up for surgery, um, they have to sign a form or they have to, I don't know, whatever legalese they have to do. I what their reasoning is behind that. Well, I don't know. But the point is, it's against their religious belief to get a blood transfusion, even though it could potentially save their life if it comes down to it. Do you see the comparisons here, the, the parallels? Yeah. So the reason, so the, the fact that they are denying people their sincerely held belief over an experimental new technology injectable just makes zero sense. It's like, it just really, it makes you step back and go, what is really going on here? This is not about the disease. What's really going it's on? It's control. I mean, we're, we're in the realm of totalitarianism at this point. You oh, know, absolutely. They're just, they're just, you know, you shall obey us. Yes. Period. Absolutely. And if you don't obey us, if you don't obey, we are going to take your jobs away. Yep. You can't make any money. And see, and they, they've got people by the short and curlies because people have to make a living. They have to make money to pay bills and support their family. So in order to not lose their job and that revenue, they're going to have to comply, which is just makes it all the more sickening. Employers with less than 100 employees are going to be swimming in employees here very soon. I yeah, think. they probably will be. Okay. I, I did find that article on the... Um, uh, the American Red Cross website. It's actually, a, it's like a archive document now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. About the convalescent plasma. Hmm. You are not eligible to donate convalescent plasma with the Red Cross. If you've been vaccinated. Yes. Now, isn't that interesting? So yeah. now unvaccinated blood is almost more powerful and in demand than vaccinated blood. But they've taken that, they have taken that off of their website now. Well, of course they have because yeah. it goes against the agenda. Yeah. That's interesting and kind of scary when you think about it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, also, another article on WND, doctor wants to be scary to the public to inflate COVID numbers. Um, National File has obtained a recording of a Zoom video conference call between physicians and a marketing director in Novant Health New Hanover Regional Medical Center. Wow, that's a mouthful. A group of 20 hospitals, clinics, and offices that treat patients in North and South Carolina. In the recording, Mary Ruddick, uh, Dr. Mary Ruddick tells Director of Marketing Carolyn Fisher and another hospital employee that she wants the hospitals to become more scary to the public by inflating the number of COVID-19 patients and by using messaging that falsely tells individuals, if you don't get vaccinated, you, you know you're going to die. In the clip, Fisher seems confused by questions raised by Ruddick regarding how COVID-19 patients are counted. After Fisher explains this process, Ruddick asserts that the hospital should become scary in their messaging about COVID-19 and flake their total number of COVID-19 patients by counting those who have recovered and suggests that people will die without taking one of the controversial COVID-19 vaccines. So, well, that's what's going on everywhere, even in yeah. our city. I mean, they're just proof positive focusing on the number of cases, yes. which the cases, as we know, are ridiculously inflated by the absolutely faulty, faulty PCR. Well, right. I shouldn't say faulty PCR test because the the PCR test is actually a very um, fantastic thing, but it's just the way that's being used, and they're they're running it, they're cycling it, like it's copying, 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 and cycling it way more times than it's intended. Yeah. And it's distorting the 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 output, I guess. So it's it's 
it's up to 97% false positives. And this is actually documented on the CDC's website that they that they cannot determine. It's gotten to the point, just like you said, they're spending it so much that they're spending it too much. And now they can't determine the test results between influenza and COVID-19. Yeah. So that's documented that it's not a conspiracy theory. So that begs the question, how, how realistic are these cases and numbers that we're seeing all over the place? And it's kind of proof positive that this whole COVID fiasco is not about the disease. Okay. It's something yeah. much more nefarious. Yeah. It's control. So control, along with climate change. Yeah, absolutely. Climate change control and, you know, just about everything that's coming from the government these days. Right. So that's the big news for this week. Um, I don't know. Just to reiterate, we are not doctors. We are not healthcare professionals in any, in that sense anyway, to the fact that we're not trying to encourage you or discourage you from doing what you think is best for you and your family. We just are trying to put information out yeah. there so that you that you know it's there and that you can make up your own mind. Yeah, yeah this is just what we're doing, and this right. is just our opinions. Correct. Uh, if you're in a, um, like, have co underlying conditions or something, or, or uh, you know, like obesity or diabetes or something like that. Or then, heart then issues or anything like that. Your decision would probably, would, would, should include those, you know, those factors. Because we were actually talking about this this morning. You know, if we were in the vulnerable age group and we're getting up there, we're not there yet. We may look it, but we're not. <laughs> um, you know, and and just being in that age group alone is a, almost is enough to make you kind of wonder if it might be the best thing think, for you. I think I would consider it. Yeah. Maybe. But then again, since it's only been around for, right. you know, what is it, a year and a half or something at this point? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just I know. worry sure that our do. older generations that have chosen not to get it for various reasons, again, no judging, you do you. It just worries me that, you know, now that the government's gone down this specific rabbit hole for all the work, all the workers out there, now they're going to mandate it for all the older generation that has, that rely on these Medicare payments, you know, <clears throat> yeah. to live off of every yeah. month. So now it worries me that they're going to make that mandatory for them as well. And again, take the choice away. And it's just it's just yeah. wrong on so many levels. Yeah. Yes, it is going to be interesting to see what happens when the flu season rolls around. You know, as we've been showing the we've been showing the uh, the, the graph of flu cases yeah. over the last year, which is basically no flu cases. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this flu season if it, if they're all going to be counted as COVID cases again. Yeah. And if the uh, vaccine is going to cause people not to be able to fight the flu off. Yeah. And speaking of cases, COVID cases, I mean, <clears throat> you know that the hospitals get paid so much money for each COVID case that that's been admitted to the hospital. And uh, you kind of have to wonder, you know, they must have made a killing off of all these cases that they've, that all these patients that they've treated these pa this past year and a half. And the reason why I say that is because our hospital as another incentive or bribe to, you know, get people, get employees to take the experimental injectable, raise their minimum income, their minimum wage to $15 and 25 cents, which is quite a jump in, in money for a lot of people that have, or that are already working there. And so it kind of makes you wonder when our CEO says something about how this is costing them, what did he say? 25 million. 
$25 million in order to raise the minimum wage and pay their employees more money. You kind of have to wonder, did that $25 million had to have come from all those COVID cases they, they treated the last year and a half? Yeah, I wonder how much... Uh, I like to look at their financial <clears throat> statements. I mean, they're, they're a... Uh, they're a nonprofit. They're nonprofit. They're so non-profit. their financial statements would be out there somewhere. Yeah, like the, the hospital I work for is nonprofit. And so. Mercy is too. So no, I, mean, I don't think Mercy is. I think Mercy's no, I don't. I think that they since uh, ever I since it was the other way around. No, it was ever since the the sisters like now it's sisters been taken over. Yeah, it's been taken over. The sisters of Mercy are no longer CEO or in control or whatever you want to say. But um, yeah, our hospital that I work for is nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, we're getting way up there on time. Okay, so just let's just acknowledge the fact, hey, it's September 11th. It's been 20 years since that disaster. Do you remember where you were when yes, this happened? Yes, I remember exactly where, where I was. Let's, let's share that real fast. You know, not to make it make, make this about us or anything, but... No, no, this no, no. Is just what, I think it's fascinating. I'd love yeah, to hear where people was, were and their impressions and I was in a staff meeting. Stuff. I was in a staff meeting, and all of a sudden, uh, the the... Phone started ringing, and like the company president's secretary came in with a note. He oh, looked wow. at it and he put it down. And then uh, hmm. I think the receptionist came in and gave a note to the CFO, and he looked at it and he started to say something. And the company president says, don't, "No, no, don't, don't, don't talk about it. We want to finish this meeting first. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he, didn't, he didn't want the. That's Everybody did be distracted of, by well, that. Well, and I'm sure he didn't realize it was as serious as it. Yeah. So anyway, game. you know, it all came out in a few minutes, and um, at that point, I I had some really pressing uh, things that I had to do at work, so I had to go back to my office and get this stuff done because it was something that had to be done that like morning, at a certain time period. And everybody else just stayed there and watched TV, you know, and mm-hmm. I had to go down to work. So that was my memory of. 9-11 when it was all happening. Speaking of, I saw a video today of, uh, oh no, it was a picture of the moment when they gave the president, then George W. Yeah. Bush gave him, or they, they they leaned over. He was actually reading to a group yeah. of kids, wasn't he? Yes. And they, 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 he leaned down and kind of said something in his ear and you could see the very serious expression on his face. So and you he, had to wonder what the heck. He kept reading to the children and the news media blasted him for that. Yeah. Again, I don't think people understood the severity of the situation because yeah. I mean, and plus we were all kind of in shock. It's like, what? Yeah, I, What's yeah, I happening? Remember, I remember I came home uh, after like at lunch and you, you had gotten home from class at that uh-huh. point. You were watching it on TV mm-hmm. and... So yeah, my experience was um, I was going to college at the time and the kids were in school and I was on a shuttle bus actually on my way to my first class and I could hear a bunch of chatter around the bus and I, you know, couldn't really figure out what's happening. And then all of a sudden it started quieting down and the, the the bus driver, the shuttle bus driver, he turned the sound up on his radio and we listened to the announcement of the first, how the first plane went into the first tower and it was like, People were just literally in shock. It was like, what is happening? So then I get to, and ironically enough, it was a political science class I was heading toward. So I get to the political science building and they have TVs, you know, in the lobbies. And there were just clumps of people crowded around the TVs, quiet. You could hear a pin drop. And we actually, I actually got to watch the second plane go into the second building and it was, I mean, people started crying. I mean, I had tears running down my eyes. It was just like, it's just emotional yeah. to talk about it. It was so crazy. Yeah. yeah, at that point, it's like, before that point, it was like, well, you know, could this be a terrorist attack? Yeah, or, you know, what's exactly. Happened? It was like, accident. was it an, yeah, and at that point, everybody knew error. something 
is going on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. When the second one hit, we all knew for sure. Then, oh my goodness, what's happening? And then when you heard about the Pentagon, it's yes. like, okay. And then, yes. then the one that crashed in Pennsylvania. In the field, because it's like, probably okay. on its way to the White House, yeah. which it wasn't, it wasn't on the way, way to the White House, it I believe. It was going to yeah. go, yes. So anyway, so yeah, it was, uh, and I got to class and of course he canceled class and, and just, it was just like a zombie. People were just like zombies walking around afterwards. It was eerie and just bizarre um but yeah and then you know the boys they actually they were talking about it or they saw it on tv at school yeah. i can't remember yeah how they found i've asked them they, they don't really have that much yeah. of a memory about it let's see brandon would have been let's see that was in 2001 so, so brandon would have been in kindergarten seven. Been six seven, or seven like would have been eight so right so you know nine kindergarten second third grade whatever yeah. so yeah so they probably don't remember much about it but Anyway, so yeah, it's just one of those things you never want to forget. And let's pray that that this dictator in chief doesn't put us in trouble with um, and get us attacked again. Because I mean, it does make you worry. You know, he's just been so accommodating to China and the Taliban and what he's done to these poor I mean, Americans he, in Afghanistan. He's just and, a completely weak. He's so weak. And then you know, Kamala is just a joke. She we really, really should is. be praying for the protection of yes. our country at this Please point. Please pray for our country. We need it because and we still have three years to go. Who knows what's going to happen the next three years? But yeah. it's uh, not off to a great start. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, who was, who was, was it Christy Noam just saying, look look how this president in seven months is just destroyed. He's destroyed everything. Oh, it's eight months at this point, almost well, eight months. But he's, he's destroyed everything that Trump did and more. And he's yeah. not anywhere close to being done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the scary stuff for sure. Okay. So let's go to some, uh, you want to do some, would you rather, or would you want to oh, do questions? some, just some questions? We're going to do some questions. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Whatever you like. I like those questions in the box the best. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, let's just do that then. So this box I'm taking questions from is from tabletopics.com, tabletopics.com, not sponsored. Um, they have a bunch of different, like nice little glass boxes full of conversation starter questions. So if you ever have like a family get together or a party or something, yeah. it's really good yeah, to we pull never these can, out. We, we can never think of anything to say. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, that's pretty, been pretty hot, hasn't it? And yeah. How's your lawnmower running this year? <laughs> right. <laughs> After right. that, it's like. Right. Exactly. Okay. So. so if you could have a conversation with a deceased friend or relative, who would you choose? A de deceased friend. I had my my best friend got killed in. Um, let's see, what what year was that? Probably nineteen ninety seven. It was a bizarre situation. Do you feel comfortable talking, no, about, talking it? about that? Okay. But I mean, there's there's been many times I'd like to just pick up the phone and say, "Hey, I'd like to talk talk to you about this." Yeah. But it's like you know he got killed. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that would be my answer to that. I don't really. Um, I mean, the people that have died in my family, I've been very fortunate. I've never been like super close to them. Um, I would like to talk to my grandpa, my dad's dad again, um, just because I felt like I, you know, I spent most of my life ignoring him and that was wrong. So I would like a chance to kind of go back and talk to him and, you know, just learn a little bit more about him and his life. Um, okay. So there's that question. 
Yeah, I don't know why. I thought your your grandpa was he was cool. He was a yeah. lot of fun. I don't know we why. Had all these, he just got on my nerves he had all my all life. These I don't crazy know why. Projects going like building airplanes. Out yeah, of, he was very creative. Out of cans. Very and, creative man. Uh, uh, the nut family, the nut family yeah. thing we've got over there. We still yeah. had that in in the the, the golf ball dogs and Is the there, airplanes made out of. That's what I just Coke said. Coke cans. Oh, you did. Sorry, I just said that. <laughs> You sorry. never listen to me. I don't listen to. You. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He was he was a good man. He really was. I uh, wish I had taken the time to get to know him better. And it was all on me. So I have no one to blame but me. I was very selfish. And uh, you know, I figured you have all this time in the world. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. no, you don't. So, yeah. I mean, I still anyway. feel the same way about my grandparents too. I didn't really. Yeah. I, I wish I would have talked to them more. Yeah. But okay. If you could have front row seats to any concert, who would you like to see? Now, I know this is a hard question for you because even though you like music, you're not really at all into modern music. I, I, and I don't really like concerts that much, really, anymore. Really? So I just sit there. After about 15 minutes, it's like, yeah, that's great. I could probably watch <laughs> this on YouTube or something. I just, I don't like how loud it is. Yeah. It's just so loud. I don't like how you, when you leave, your ears are ringing. I mean, maybe we sound like old fogies saying yeah. all this stuff. But yeah. but let's talk about the few concerts that we have gone to. Well, Van Halen. I would like to be Van on the Halen. Front, row, front, front row of Van Halen. We did to go see yeah, Van that Halen. That was great. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. <clears throat> And uh, um, Keith Urban Keith was awesome. Keith Urban was fantastic. We saw Martina McBride. Yeah. She was awesome as well. Um, really, that's about the extent of we haven't my... Been, we haven't been to that many concerts together. Not together, We huh? went to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yes. That was pretty... That was great. That was we really had great. nosebleed seats. But and, it was pretty neat because but the, it was good. all the laser beams yeah. and things were coming like right by our heads. Yeah. Definitely, if you're prone to seizures, don't go to one of their concerts because yeah. <laughs> they definitely yeah. had a bunch of lasers. But we took the boys to that one, and that was yeah. really fun. Yeah. Um, what other concerts have you been to without me? I mean, I back in the 80s, a place that I worked at would always give free concert tickets for these contests, like sales. Oh, I was like yeah. a sales yeah. person. Yeah. And I would always I would always win these tickets. Are you serious? So I got to see a bunch of concerts like Journey and Foreigner. Oh wow! And uh, I would love to see Journey. My first concert was the Doobie Brothers, <laughs> and it was really, really pretty neat. The uh, Patrick Simmons, one of the guitar players, came and played guitar. I mean, like Are you within serious? like six feet of wow. me in the audience. That's pretty cool. It was pretty neat. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, I mean, I've been to a lot more, but I just can't yeah. think of them right now. But. And we've had opportunities to go, but we're just, they're well, so expensive. The tickets are it, so that's expensive. What I was say. It's just so expensive. Yeah. But, um, okay. And then the last one is what do you miss about childhood? Anything? Or are you, are you, do you like being an adult? I mean, my Obviously, adulthood but... is pretty much a, a continuation of my childhood. <laughs> I can, I can vouch for that. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. I haven't really changed that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. His adulthood is kind of like a second childhood. I mean, when I was a kid, though, I rode my bike constantly. That's yeah, wish, same. something I wish I would get back into. I have my bike and I ride it sometimes, but I would like to ride it more often, I think. I tried to get back into bike riding and I got super sick after riding you around for a while. I got super dizzy and then... And then, yeah, upchecked a little bit. I think you just need to. Um, I don't know just, if it's a blood pressure issue or if it's just I'm out of I think shape. You just try it more. Just do it. Do it a little yeah. bit at a time. Work up to it. Maybe we need to get like an indoor bike, and I can kind of work my my 
get my cardio back up to where it is. Cause I always enjoyed riding bikes too. It's a lot of fun. In fact, I watched um, a video of this, of this couple that I like to watch. I love them. They're called, it's, they're called Kate. Oh no, I can't, I can't remember. I cannot believe I forgot his name. Um, anyway, it's this young couple that travel. That's what they do. They're, they're travel vloggers and they do a bunch of fun stuff. And, um, Nate, Kate and Nate, is it Kate and Nate? Oh my gosh. I Kate can't believe I cannot believe I forgot their names. I feel so bad because they're awesome. And I really got, I really want you guys to go watch them. They're very entertaining. However, their latest adventure was, uh, they went to, um, Iowa and they have this bike ride called Rag Bray or something like that. Hold on. Let me look it up. And, uh, you, you, you bike across the entire state of Iowa. While you're looking at that up, our, our brother-in-law, my brother-in-law went to this bike thing that was called the, the donut, the donut, something, something donut. And you got, you got more points for the more donuts you ate on the bike ride. Are you serious? Yeah. And the person, apparently the person that won the bike ride ate 27 donuts during the course of the bike ride. 20, I guess 26 miles. That was pretty funny. Oh my, that is funny. <laughs> yeah. I forget what it's called. The. Turdy donut or something like that. I think it's turdy donut. Let's see. Let me look at my history. I cannot believe I just watched them today and it was very entertaining and so. Let's see. Well, I can put it in the thing because yeah. we're, well, anyway, so we're running yeah, out I'll of time here. Okay, so anyway, so they uh, biked across. I should be coming up on it here pretty quick. Maybe not. Okay, it's called Ragbri. It's R-A-G-B-R-A-I, and it's an annual bike ride across the state of Iowa. It takes a whole week to do it. But what's so great about this is I all the Iowans, they uh, they have like certain cities they stop at to get food and to, you know, get refreshments and then get cool off and all that kind of stuff. And then they, they throw up a tent at night and, you know, sleep at various campgrounds or whatever, or, you know, just grounds across the entire state. What's really cool about this is obviously they don't have room to be wearing a big backpack full of tents and all that stuff. So they throw all of their stuff into a truck who goes ahead of them and, and you know, is at the next stopping point and they get all their stuff off the truck and that's where they have their tents and stuff and they put up their tents. And it was so entertaining and so fun looking. They actually rode it um, on a tandem bike. And... Oh my goodness! It looked so much fun. Do they have showers where they, where they camp? Uh uh-uh. uh no. But they have wow. like well, they just take like they just do little sponge baths okay. with baby wipes or whatever, okay. and put on fresh deodorant and change their clothes because again, they've got all their luggage in this truck. Yeah. That they you how know, many how many people participated in it? Thousands. Really? It was thousands of them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's so great. It's called the Great Iowa Fall Ride, and it looked amazing. I would love to. I'm not in sh- obviously in shape for something like that. But what, what was the date, Rebecca? Oh, it's coming. It's coming. So they, no, they no, must- no. They they just they just no. They did it oh. back in July. No, okay. They had because this is their annual one. This That's one must be one. something different. Yeah, I see. But um, it was so cool looking and. Huh. Um, but it was just, it just, it's just an experience to be able to ride with thousands of other bike riders, you know, and they have the roads blocked off for the traffic and all that stuff. And what they do is they get on these big buses that bus them to the, the, the finish or the beginning point. 
Then they ride all the way back across the state to get into their cars oh, and really? take off, wow, take home or whatever. That's and interesting. you have to watch that video. It is okay. really cool. And they get to, they have all kinds of like free beer, like beer at eight o'clock in the morning. You know, these, these, really? these nice people are along the roadsides and they're like, hey, come over for a free beer. Or you can buy food and they, they use so these that, donations that, toward that the firehouse and bike riding. Probably, ability? but who cares at that point? <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's really fun. It's really cool. I really enjoyed watching them. But anyway. So, but as far as what I miss from childhood, I think I just miss the innocence and the, um, cause yeah. I mean, now I just feel like we know too much, <laughs> yeah. you know, ignorance is bliss. I'm just yeah. going to say it. And when yeah. you're a child, you don't think about this kind of stuff, you yeah. know, you just trust mom and dad to take care of yeah. you. And I, I remember watching TV, the TV news a couple of times and getting really, really, really scared. Oh yeah, for and, sure. You know, I was really scared because they were mm-hmm. really talking about global cooling back yeah. then i was and i would cry myself to sleep sometimes yeah yeah it was scary about it yeah so, you know so yeah just so i mean, would be better just to not even watch that stuff which is to say child. this is i mean that's kind of why i understand why some adults don't yeah <laughs> choose yeah. to pay attention because yeah. it's kind of sobering I, you know i try to limit limit what i look into yeah, and really what do. i watch because man it just yeah you do your, for your mental you health you got to give yourself yeah. a break for sure all okay, right. we're getting we're up there on time. So thanks so much for for visiting and listening. And um, uh, you know we we're pretty uncensored here because we're going to end up posting this on Rumble and Gab TV because uh, YouTube has done such a great job of censoring, censoring. us, yeah. and we're tired of being censored. So you know, screw you, YouTube. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Okay, thanks for watching. See you next time. Bye. Bye.